Welcome to the Shabby and Man podcast. We are partners, parents, podcasters, broadcasters and everything else in between. Good morning, hello, good evening. I've just realized that people hear podcasts all around the world at different times. That's true. So we really don't know whether they're listening or you're listening in the morning or you're listening in the evening. Or indeed if you're listening on the day we have recorded or you have downloaded it and you're saving it for the commute like many people do. Or if you're even listening to it at all. So yes. I just told you about it and you said, "Hey, But what a week and a month it's been. We've been away for a couple of weeks, I think. Mm. And so much has happened. Mm. The what there's been COP26 in Glasgow, the climate change. The uh, Indian farm laws have been repealed recently. Yeah. Uh what else has happened? Oh, of course. The big story was that racism mm. raised its ugly head. Whether it was in Yorkshire, yeah, yeah or Kyle Rittenberg in America. Or Kyle Rittenberg in America. Mm. I think he was let off. Yeah. Um what a strange. Plus uh, I think Bollywood movies are back in a town. Bollywood movies are back on the big screen after almost a year and a half, 2 years. Now when I say back in town I mean big screen. Only. Yeah, yeah. So it's it, it's yeah. So it's I think and also let's not forget that we are we are um what uh, just about a month away from Christmas, right? So it's already feeling quite Christmassy. Virtually a month, yeah. Virtually. It's actually come very Christmassy. Yeah. Uh, when I went out yesterday. Hmm. The lights are on everywhere mm. in all those big big streets. You know the ones you see on the Monopoly board? Yeah. Leicester Square, Regent Street, Oxford Street, full of lights. Yeah. And if you walk into the shops, the songs have started. You know, we're just waiting for Mariah Carey. Have you heard Last Christmas yet? I mm. haven't. No, I haven't either actually. I haven't heard any Michael Bublé either, but I know what you mean. All those festive songs are already on uh on You haven't loop. heard Michael Bublé? No, I haven't. You must go out a bit more then. Yeah. I'm all over social media I keep seeing this video. No, I mean in a public place, no, no, you know, I'm in a supermarket. I keep, I keep seeing this video. Yeah. Where he keeps changing Christmas jumpers. Yeah. He's got some Christmas jumper song or something. He's released a Christmas song after I think a year and a half after lockdown and obviously Michael Bublé is the unofficial king of Christmas music at least for the last 10 years I feel. No, what? Chris Ria driving home for Christmas is gone now. It's another generation. Last the, Christmas and all those. There is no king and queen of Christmas. It's just Mariah Carey full stop. And no. And then I think you have my favorite Slade Wizard. Oh, I wish it could be Christmas every day. Then the fairy tale of New York or whatever it is. That's another one that you keep talking about. See that just betrays your age. I don't think people of this generation would know any of those songs. But yeah, Christmas music, that's that's a big thing. What? Well, forgive me if I don't know the latest BTS Christmas song. Yeah, you don't possibly. Me neither. But what are the signs? For some people it is the Christmas ads that they talk about incessantly. I know f- about 6, 7, 8 years ago when John Lewis started doing his big Christmas ad. I, I remember 2, 3 years I really followed it and it meant something, but after that I completely lost interest. It's a very big occasion every time John Lewis does that. Yeah. Well even I thought this time it was a bit uh, Yeah, for the last couple meh. of years. There's nothing that yeah. exciting. Last couple of years they became extremely politically correct and they started doing things which were, you know, which uh, tried to give a deeper message as well besides just whip up the the Christmas um I think one of the good things they used to do is that uh, I don't know if they still do it. They get a very famous song. Yeah. And get someone else to sing it. Yeah. Like yeah. a re-version. Yeah. Also Christmas packaging in everyday things. You know, your loaf of bread has uh, Santa made on it. Santa made on yeah. it, and all those things. So I think it's. But it, anyway, so we'll we'll we we are in the in the thick of things now, and the Christmas lights are up all over London. We'll get to that. Let's start with something that happened. Well, it concluded about a week or two ago now. COP twenty six, 
and uh, I think I have to be honest uh, confession time yeah I didn't really really follow it mm-hmm. uh, you know I, I appreciate climate change it's a big thing yeah and I know that's a very important thing mm. I also know that India and China in the last minute kind of swerved yeah and said that it's not going to happen we can't just reduce coal yes. coal we have to reduce it gradually yeah so I'm aware in the back of my head but I really don't know what was going on I probably would not have followed it this avidly had it been in any other country but because it was in Glasgow because Greta Thunberg was uh, she traveled to Glasgow and she has become such a force to reckon with over the last two years I don't know if you're aware but every Friday she started this two and a half nearly three years ago every Friday she would protest um, outside uh, the government buildings um, and she called it uh, her strike for climate action Friday no school day and when she started out it's just her because there are so many documentaries it's a well-documented fact when she started out, it was just her and two friends and how that has now snowballed into a global movement you know and I think the next generation Greta Thunberg's generation is not going to just sit around and wait for governments to pass laws and say that okay let's do this let's do that they are going to galvanize the rest of the population into action which is so phenomenal to see so because cop 26 happened over two weeks you know two fridays running greta staged her strike uh, for climate action friday protest in glasgow and it was amazing to see how people had traveled from the four corners of the world especially the young people and i have so much faith in them you know so on one hand while i'm extremely apprehensive about what we're doing to the planet and what we're leaving not to our grandchildren forget that to our children right because all this all these calamities are uh, climate calamities are manifesting themselves in front of our eyes but I'm also on the other hand so hopeful about the young generation not taking any of the bullshit from political leaders and taking matters into their own, own hands and um, making sure that you know this story doesn't die down that it is in the headlines uh, every single day children are the future there absolutely and um, that's why I felt that you know it was a, it was a mixture of it was a bittersweet memory I think of 26 that while they were hoping to really influence governments to make massive changes uh, of course the cynic said none of that is ever going to happen so was it a failure was it a success so it was just uh, I think it was a su- next time let's carry on it was more of that but with each successive climate conference I think the followers become the people who are really passionate about the cause There's more of the numbers go up the noise becomes that much louder and governments are finding it increasingly hard to ignore what the implications are and I think if you look back 10 years just 10 years ago mm. uh, every debate there'd be at least you know to balance it there'd be one climate denier yeah those sort of things have stopped now yeah absolutely I think people it agree. was a, it was a big blow to the climate movement when the most powerful country in the world America had Donald Trump as president because he was the biggest climate denier and he kind of stopped a lot of aid he made sure that everything that the movement had achieved virtually was you know kind of stopped came to a standstill because America is such a powerful country like it hate it they dictate the way the world you know moves economically at least um, so yeah it, it's one of those things you're right until next time let's see what happens next time but I think a lot will change between COP26 and the next summit that they have only because like I say young people whose lives are really at stake here let's face it when our children are our age this is when they're saying all these things will happen right most of the things that you say this will stop this will happen this will happen are all in like in the next 20 30 years time when our children are going to be in their prime you so. mentioned Greta 
Yeah, that just uh, clicked in the back of my head. Uh, Malala, mm. my second. Congratulations to Malala for getting uh, married. married. Yeah, yeah. She got engaged or she got married? She got married. She got married to someone who's part of the Pakistan cricket board, I think. Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah, Good-looking guy. Uh, yeah, and even this, I have to say, I mentioned it in passing on my radio show about Malala getting married, and you know, I feel that it takes a lot of courage for someone to be shot at point blank range and then to take on the the. Um, no, she's taken on feminist. No. Because she took on the feminist movement and said, "Yeah, she has made quotes about I don't want to get married. Yeah, I don't believe in this." So mm. she's, she said, "You know, I've changed my mind." As yeah, time goes by. yeah. So then she got a lot of flack as well, as she people did. do. People in positions of power do. You know, there'll always be uh, uh, a section of people who will not agree with what you, what you're doing. And someone um, sent me a message on my radio show saying that I work in education as well, and I feel that I should get the Nobel Prize. It's just because she got a lot of publicity because she took refuge in the West. Let's face it, you know. She got medical help here. She lives here, and all of that. I but know. Just many people love her. The, yeah, the huge section that really can't stand her. Yeah, yeah. But it's just one of those things. Um, you know, other things happening as well. You mentioned the farm laws in India being repealed. This happened on the auspicious occasion of Guru Purab. Yeah, Guru Nanak's birthday. Guru Nanak's birthday huge last thing, week. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and well, let's face it; it's been a whole year mm. of these um, farmers protesting. Yeah. Um, on the Haryana border, standing there in the freezing cold. Yeah, somebody put the stats together and said that over 360 days of protests, over 600 farmers dead, and a defeat made possible through the sheer will and determination of India's farmers. You know, so they're looking yeah, at this I, thing. I, I think someone said someone that was one of the biggest protests in the world. Hmm. Yeah, huge. And uh, obviously, you know, people are casting aspersions on Modi's uh, intentions here because they are saying that obviously elections, elections are around are, the corner. Are. I think there's elections in Punjab and in UP. Yeah. So it is. You know, like he likes to go out and say that everything I do is. For you, you know, uh, is for the people of India, and none of it is actually uh, motivated by anything else. So that kind of goes out of the window slightly. And also, how do you feel about all these cities in India suddenly being renamed, and you know, kind of? Uh, you mean from uh, Muslim names to, to yeah, names? like you know, Allahabad, Faisalabad. Yeah, uh, uh, what is Faisalabad? Is it Ayodhya? Ayodhya. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what, you know, where's Ayodhya? Suddenly, yeah, yeah. It's and, and now, uh, now I believe. Prayag, Prayag, yeah, Prayag is Allahabad. What's the full name? Prayag Raj. Prayag Raj. Prayag Raj yeah. And uh, I believe there's an iconic railway station in Bhopal, which is called Habib Ganj, which yeah. has now been renamed to Rani Kamlapati uh, Railway Station or something hey, like I'm that. Hey, I'm just after Rani Kamlapati. Yeah, some some people might uh, say that you know you're trying to rewrite history, and I think they have a point. You know, if it's Okay, for from his point, he's probably saying that we're yeah, reverting to what it was is before. It, is it rewrite history or trying to erase history? Erase history, yeah. No, it's uh, it's a very slippery slope. Yeah, because people are pointing out, historians are pointing out that you know, while he's defending it by saying we're reverting to how it was before India had Muslim rule for centuries. Let's face it, not a few years or decades, right? But uh, I mean, some that, I agree with. Like, uh, some I agree with, like uh, Madras. Yeah, Bombay. Yeah. They're all names that the Britishers gave. Yeah, because they couldn't. They, Chennai, Mumbai. The lazy ass couldn't say the proper name. Yeah. Yeah. They couldn't say Mumbai, so they Bombay. Yeah. So, but I don't know. But that was again. Bombay had its own identity. You know, maybe it meant something that Mumbai doesn't. Maybe Bombay was more cosmopolitan, more um, accepting, and more you know, uh, hip. Let's put it that way. But anyway, so th- all of that is happening in India as well. You. 
brought my attention to the Veer Das video that everybody was talking about recently, a couple of days ago, right? What I I really liked it. I now again, this is two camps. Hmm. You got some people in India, the Kanganas and all saying that he's such a Deshdrohi, Desh Drohi, such a traitor, hmm. uh, laundering um, India's dirty linen in public. Yeah. But um, I thought it was very poignant and powerful. Hmm. That in in the space of five or six minutes, mm. he's basically the premises was that there's two Indias. Yeah, the, and I love both, but it, there's well, I don't love both. He said, but uh, there's one India which does this, uh, there's one India which does that. It is a country of huge contrasts yeah. in virtually everything. And you're right. I think it was quite clever in the way he listed not just you know in the field of cricket, in the field of politics, in everyday life, in in from petrol prices to he name checked virtually everything yeah. and uh, especially now when the cricket um, you know ICC thing finished recently you know he said that we bleed blue until we play green and if we lose to green we turn orange how powerful is that sentence um, so yeah even I, I was quite impressed and I think anyone who's you had to go at politicians yeah he had to go at everyone and I know that stand-up comedians at the end of the day are meant to make you laugh but they're also meant to make you think they are meant to do this kind of uh, was, satire yeah, right? it was yeah it was satire it was thro- uh, thought provoking you know, mm. yeah. and he made a big well, deal of the fact it. that it was the right. Kennedy Center and so yeah. you know anything that happens here it, this is the this is a stage where formidable leaders have uh, you know been on and it's named after such a important figure as well so he made a big deal yeah, of that, so if, if anyone hasn't heard it you mm. just um, google Virdas mm. and if you and are someone who believes very strongly uh, or subscribes to one view or the other and if you want to tell us please do write to us and um, and let us know what your thoughts are um, so um, uh, you know something I was just about to say something but you were in such full flow mm. that I thought okay I'll let you finish your sentence now mm. it's just gone from mm. the life of me, I can't remember what I was about to talk about. I thought you'd scribble something down when I was saying something. No, that was I was going to say uh, engage, happy engagement to Malala. Engagement, ni wedding, wedding, shadi Um Bollywood films back on the big screen. They are. Yes, yep. they are. she is. Did you see any? You know, we no, I haven't been to. We saw one on TV though. Didn't we saw, to? we saw uh, the one with the news anchor. What's it called? Dhamaka. Dhamaka. Yeah, Kartikarian in Dhamaka. Bit over the top. Hmm. Bit unrealistic. Bit unrealistic. Bit over the top. I'll agree, but somehow it kind of it was different from what we I'm, normally see. Yeah, I'm surprised you haven't seen any movies because left, right, and centre. I'm he- hearing all your friends talking to Rani Mukherjee one mm. day, Abhishek Bachchan, not Abhishek Bachchan, Saif Ali Khan one day. Yeah, you know, this, this, this. Mm. Even Abhishek Bachchan for Bob Biswas, yeah, not yeah, the same yeah, film, yeah. but. Uh, they're all you doing the miss this time. You haven't. Uh, no, no. I, I, I haven't warmed to any of these films. Suryavanshi, I haven't seen. Singham, I've seen. Simba, I haven't seen. It's not my kind of film at all. So this was the thing. I think Rohit Shetty was banking on the fact that people are so desperate now to go to the cinemas once again with their family and friends and watch something on the big screen that many people are saying you know the merit of the film does not matter you know so they're extremely they're realistic reviews and they're emotional reviews that yeah it's so great to be back sorry i just remembered what i was wanted to tell you hmm. you were talking about uh, greta yeah and um, it's like a celebrity and i was gonna say that you know about two three days ago hmm. i was walking past um, oxford street just behind it and i saw all these what you can only describe as a-list celebrities hmm. huh? here and there I don't know. God knows what's going on. What's sitting down together? No, some, yeah. Huh. 
huh. some chatting, huh. some information. You know, I passed more than four or five. Let's huh. put it that way. Huh. And then uh, when I came home the next day, I found out that they were recording. There was a recording hmm. of in the Palladium, hmm. which is just there. Yeah. Of um, Adele had done a recording of a new album. Oh. She done a. a co- in it's on TV, I think. It's in conversation with Adele. Yeah. Which is probably coming on TV soon. Yeah. So they were all there for that, you oh. know. Oh. Wow. So, um, so, oh God! So I don't know why I mentioned that. Huh. It's got nothing to do with Greta. You're talking about celebrities. Let's put it that way. Even yeah, Adele. I don't know why I'm saying Greta. Why? Because I can't remember her surname for a second. Thunberg. Thunberg. Thank you. Greta Thunberg. I'm talking like you know she's my mate. But now that you have mentioned Adele, even Adele has. I know she's done her big interview with Oprah, and she's done her live at the Palladium with her friends, her English friends. But even Adele, I was reading all her interviews because, you know, we're all Adele fans. Um, yeah, she's from around the corner with a Cockney accent. Yeah, but even she had such interesting, wonderful things to say to Oprah where she talks about, everybody's talking about her weight. Let's face it, that's the first thing everyone's noticing, how amazing she looks now, now that she's, you know, uh, worked very hard to uh, drop. Know, many people are very annoyed about that as well. Yeah, and yeah. Why has she lost so much why weight? Has she, but why has she had to conform to, to society? Yeah, because that was one of the reasons why they loved her so much. But uh, So even Adele has been getting a lot of stick from people. But I thought that she was very sorted, at least in her head, about why she's done what she's done and how. I feel that she would not have been able to write songs as poignant as someone like you if she wasn't struggling with a broken relationship, a broken heart, um, weight, that, uh, weight uh, issues. Is that one of her new songs? Take it, take it easy on me. Go easy on me. Go easy on me. Go easy on me. It is a beautiful song as well. Coming back to Bollywood from Adele. So yeah, Suryavan, she was one of those things where people are never going to be honest about how they feel because they are chuffed and they should be about the fact that the business of filmmaking is picking up again and hopefully people would be um, practicing all their social distancing laws and therefore... Uh, I'm not following you. What do you mean by they're not honest by how they feel? As in, even if it is a rubbish film, or a lot of people are saying it doesn't matter. You know, as long as it's doing the numbers and as long as we can see that... Great to be back in the Great cinemas. to be back. That is the sentiment which completely drove Suryavanshi. So I don't think any of that, yay, 100 crore club, 150 crore club really matters here because we're not judging the film on merit. Understandable. We saw Dhamaka for someone who has worked on television as a news anchor. Yeah, I, about myself. I just want to say, you, you never mentioned the fact that you used to be a newsreader once. I used to be a newsreader um, on on one of India's leading channels, let's put it that way, ZTV. Yeah, I was going to say, are you uh, scared to say, uh, no. ashamed to say ZTV? No. And I'm a radio broadcaster now, which Karthik Aryan in the film, of course, they showed it as devotion. Uh, devotion. Said, yeah. he's, uh, the premise of the story is that he used to be a news anchor. Primetime news anchor. Primetime news anchor. And... Um, he must have screwed up somewhere, so now he's on radio. Yeah, as punishment, he's as been punishment. relegated to radio. Yeah. That's what it is. But uh, you're right. I, I can't. I, I'm not sure how I feel about that film because, you, as you're saying, there were moments f- which were supposed to be fraught with tension that did absolutely nothing to me because they were saying their lines in in a very staged and artificial way. I felt you didn't feel the hairs. Uh, at the back of your neck standing as you would in a Hollywood film. Wrong te khade nahi hoi. Wrong te khade nahi hoi. Because you were both artificial. Well, you know, I, I watched the movie as well with you. Huh. And I think this was this movie is fine for Netflix. It was on Netflix, huh. wasn't it? It's huh. fine for... Um, it is a Netflix film. For TV kind of thing. Yeah. If I had gone to the cinema and paid my hard-earned money, yeah. 
I would have come back feeling slightly disappointed. Yeah, I think so too. Because there is something missing. And I know that it has, it talks about, if you strip it down, then it talks about something which is about media ethics, right? Which is about yeah. uh, TRPs and ratings and breaking news and sensationalism is what drives a news channel. And I think they've taken serious pot shots. Of course, they took it to the edge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. Uh, so there is something, I wouldn't dismiss it completely as a complete waste of time, but you're right. You know, the fact that we were watching it from the comfort of our living room, the fact that it was only an hour and a half, two hours long, so duration worked in its favor in a big way. Uh, and the fact that it was radically different from any other films right now, uh, uh, coming out of Bollywood right now. So it was all right, I think. There's Who's a Karthik Aryan? Karthik Aryan. There's a very interesting story on the director, Ram Madhwani, that emerged. He was When he was talking about Dhamaka, he said that, you know, I trust the timing of my life. He's the man who made Nirja, by the way. He's the man who made Arya, which is Sushmita Sen's comeback on, on digital. And Karthik Madhani said something really nice, which really resonated with me. He said that, you know, trust the timing of your life. He said five years ago in 2016, I was all set to make Arya as a full length, proper Bollywood feature film. And right at the 11th hour, at the last minute, I was told that, you know, for some reason, one thing or the other, investments weren't too happy to go ahead with producing the film and everything fell through after we'd done all the prep. And he said, I was absolutely gutted. I cried for 24 hours and then I told myself, right, let's move on. And that's when I ended up making Minirja, which won all the awards. Oh, yeah. And Aryan fate was baad to be a web drama and to be the comeback uh, vehicle for Sushmita Sen's uh, return to entertainment, as it were. So he said, trust the scriptwriter in the sky. You know, things will happen when they are meant to happen. And if they are not meant to happen, then maybe there's something better, which is around the corner. Talking about scripts, hmm. I can just link it with Christmas. Hmm. Have you seen the new Tesco ad? No, I haven't. All right. So it, it's caused a lot of controversy. You know, they're all Christmas. All the ads on TV have suddenly become Christmassy. Hmm. Well, in this one, uh, what's his name? Santa Claus, Father Christmas, hmm. is stopped. In the, at the border hmm. and he has to show his uh, COVID pass <laughs> which is fair enough yeah, that's quite funny huh. you know he has to show his COVID pass otherwise he's not getting in huh. to give his presence and this has caused a furore that's saying you know why bring religion into it? Is why it? bring vaccinations into uh -huh. it? It's nothing to do with religion. Uh -huh. No, as, as in, why Santa are you... Is not uh, no, but they're probably saying that why are you implying as though even Father Christmas is kind of... No, it's showing that everyone has to get vaccinated. Why are you doing that? Uh, the anti-vaxxers are up in arms. Uh -huh. So do with the anti-vaxxers. Nothing to do with religion. All right. So, but, um, so they're saying why. Hmm. But uh, someone very cleverly pointed out hmm. that technically Santa Claus lives where? Lapland hmm. and Lapland is what Finland. Hmm. So in Finland, you have to, if you're coming from Finland, you have to be double jabbed. Hmm. If you're coming to the UK, from if you're coming Finland. to the UK, huh. although and you have to show your COVID pass. Huh. Otherwise, you have to um, isolate for ten days, hmm. and that means that you won't get your Christmas present till you know the, the fifth of January. Oh dear! So it's fair enough. Huh. It makes sense. Huh. It's a good job he was made to show his certificate. Uh, uh, so That's all can, I can say. Well, so kids can get their presents on Christmas Christmas Day. Yeah, or huh. Boxing Day. Boxing Day. If you're a traditionalist, when you yeah. unbox it. Yeah, well, there you go. So that's it. Um, uh, we've spoken about all the things, all the big things that... Yeah, you see, you see nothing was in a straight line. Nothing was coherent. We just... Um, Meandering and wandering from here to there. Yeah, because, but that's how it is. It's a it's a conversation among friends, isn't it? Yeah, good to wear. I see. Look, I made notes. I wrote three things today. I wrote Christmas adverts, Malala. Yeah. Because I suddenly remembered it. And I wrote, uh, what did I write? Oh, I've lost the other piece of thing I wrote. Oh, I wrote Farmer's Laws. Farmer's Laws, yeah. Uh, so but I see I wrote three things more than you did. Yeah, that's true. Uh, the next 
episode of the podcast will be nearer Christmas and we'll see what happens then because it already feels so Christmassy that uh, um, I don't know. We, oh, we, we left one thing out which happened in the last month. What's that? Um, we celebrated a big birthday in the in the family. I'm not that old, but thank you anyway. Mm, yeah, please. So our son turned 17, which was a big thing as well. But uh, we'll talk about that another time, I think. Big birthday is 18. Yeah, but almost there. Almost there. Now, 18 ke me time lagega ke? Blink and it's going to be, you know, his 18th. But uh, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for continuing to download uh, the podcast even while we were away two weeks ago for a little Diwali break. Uh, you can find us on all your favorite platforms, as you know. And uh, we'll see you again very soon. Till next time. Bye-bye now. Bye. <laughs>